When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it was a new kit on last week's Tribe Supper and it's fixtures on this week's Tribe Supper which suggests the start of the new season is, is back ever so closer. Um, and I'm Sean, I'm joined by Anthony Vickers and, and Chris Garbutt, no Phil Talentire this week, he's, uh, he's off swanning away enjoying a week's holiday. Yeah. Oh, he dairy in has the he actually gone away? He's in Brighton. Oh, of course, yeah, I remember him saying, yeah. He's gone to eye up Borough's potential rivals for the signing of Paddy McNair. Or to do a scouting report for Jason Steele. <laughs> so yeah, fixtures, Garbs, you're, you're sat there flicking through them there. Um, when, I, when I read them, on, when I opened them on Thursday morning, the, the first thing that struck me was quite a difficult start. And, and, a, and I know it's impossible to say, but on paper, a relatively kind running. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, looking at, looking at the start, away from home first... Um, it could have been. I was hoping for a. Uh, you were hoping for Wigan home. I was not Wigan away. No, so. I, I was hoping for a, a sort of four five thousand allocation behind the goal, a Wigan Blackburn away, something within within a couple of hours. What you get? Is it fifteen hundred at Millwall? So you know, it's it's, it's maybe it's not the uh, not the kindest first away game, or maybe it's not one that I would have preferred. But you know, looking at the first month, I think we've touched on it a couple of a couple of times in, in previous tripes. August is a big month. Uh, there's a lot of football to be played in August. You don't start well and you, you're playing catch-up, so it, it's important for us to start well. Um, Bristol City, Sheffield United, West Brom, Millwall, you know, they're four of the first five games and all them teams were were either in the Premier League or challenging at the top of the Championship last year. So, yeah, tough start. But um, Then you've got West Brom and then you've got yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah, Leeds away has obviously come, comes quite soon. Um, Norwich away as well. So, yeah, tr- a, 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 a tough start. But, look, there's... Some people do say that oh you know you, you play everyone twice throughout the season. It, uh, it is important the way fixtures fall for me because you know you can you can have a really tough spell when in the middle of the season when you know the week of destiny like we've, we've called it on numerous occasions when if you have a really really tough run, your season can can implode and fall apart in that week or you know if you get a kind and generous little run you can, you can build momentum. So it is important. It's not just a case of uh, of, of you play everyone twice so it doesn't matter. Um, but at least now we know that we're going to be dancing at Rotherham and promoted to the Premier League, or hopefully before that. But that's Dan- dancing at Forest on separate <laughs> the, the thing that um, you, you look at the start two ways, can't you, Vic? Obviously, it is very difficult. But you know, it says that you can't win the league in, in August, you can't win promotion in August. Leeds do that every year, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but last year, um, uncertainty set in from very early doors. Yeah. Now, now if if Borough can get off to a a good start, a flying start, but, it, but even a good start, it, it lays a marker down, doesn't it? It does, I mean, to, you know, to I get ha- through a difficult spell. I actually think it's challenging but exciting as a start. Uh, you want to get off to a flyer, you want to raise the bar, you want to uh, set a, a, a very high uh, standard of performance, and sometimes that can be, uh, it can be easy to be complacent if you've got Wigan, Rotherham, uh, you know, Reading to start. The fact that there's so many tough fixtures in that first month, I think, will focus everyone because we know what we know what's at stake this season. 
We know last season was was disappointing, and Borough let themselves down. Uh, it, it's good to get it, get going with some tough fixtures, put down a marker, uh, and you know why not set out to to set the, the narrative of the season. Let's let's take control of this. Very tough start. There's there's three or four teams in there uh, that had been in the playoff mix or were in the Premier League. There's the semi derby away at uh, Marco Biel, uh, Marcello Bielsa's Leeds. Uh, if he's still there, if, if he's still there, yeah. <laughs> managerless leads. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's good. I mean, it, it shows you how tough the uh, the championship can be. Uh, and we, we, you know, we say that it's a gentle, gentle finish. I think relatively on paper it is, but at the start of last season, oh, when we looked at the fixtures and we looked at uh, Sheffield United, Millwall, and Bristol, no, we no, all thought no. that's a great run. Yeah. Actually, that turned out to be. That, that was one, you know, that was the week of destiny, wasn't it? Mm. When Borough did deliver, uh, but it was far harder than we would have expected. Mm. Uh, there's, there's a couple of spells in there where where you get three or four tough games in a row. But this is a competitive division. We know that. Uh, I don't think anyone would be complacent. But I do think it's nice to get off to a good start and show what we can do. Well, we've yeah. already decided in the office that uh, August the 4th of the Den has got Millwall nil, Middlesbrough nil. <laughs> a hard-fought draw that both managers are relatively satisfied with. You don't lose your first game and, and you kick on from it. Um, mm. it. It'll be interesting to see what, what Millwall do on that first day, won't it? Because, you know, I, th- I, would, I would imagine the vast majority of fans... Um, of, of, of other clubs in the championship would write Millwall off as one season wonders I think if you're looking at the teams to be in the mix next year again despite their impressive you know incredible run late in the season you wouldn't put them in as contenders candidates mm. or rivals would you? It's, it's going to be interesting to see what you, 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 could, you could say that about the majority of the teams you know I mean Millwall I would imagine that most of the, of, of, of the team the teams in the league are, are going to look to improve over the next four or five weeks Um are Millwall going to be able to do that? Have they got the finances to do that? You know, it, it, you really don't know at this point, a, because the squads aren't shaped. We don't know who's going to be playing where and, and, and you know what, what players are going to be available to each team. But um, you know, like you said, you would never ever at the beginning of the last season said, "Oh God, you know, we're at Millwall it's going to be six a tough game." Six point. Yeah, it's yeah. just you know, it, you just don't know. I mean, we're looking at the end of the end of the season there, Reading at home, Rotherham away. We, we don't know, no idea what what sort of you know. What sort of position them teams are going to be in at that point? I mean, Reading were a penalty shootout away from the Premier League two years ago, and then they stayed up last season by the skin of the teeth. So, I think it's it Borough need to look after themselves. Um, you know, hopefully we have a good window, um, and I, know, I would imagine that the other teams are probably not looking at Borough and thinking, "Oh, I don't want to be playing them then." Or yeah. you know, we don't. There's, there's, there's a little bracket of those teams, isn't there? Millwall, Sheffield United, Bristol, and you think, well, they they can't all. Reproduce what they did yeah. last year, but it's possible one of them could. Mm. You know, one of them, they were good, solid teams. They got a good, good foundation mm. there. You know, it's possible one of those could add mm. a couple of players that make the difference. Well, Sheffield, know, United, push them Sheffield United, by all accounts, after you know Chris Wilder signed that new deal, which at one point seemed up in the air, and and um, you're reading uh, the Sheffield Star and their reporters, they're saying that they're now planning to spend more than they'd initially. Plan to spend this summer in yeah. the building from a, yeah. they've signed the lad Henderson, the keeper on loan from Man United, who's mm. very highly rated. I don't know, so yeah. you fancy them. Another team, um, and, and again, they're another team that y- you never really take into consideration. What we should do, because I think it's three or four top ten finish in the championship in a row now, is Brentford. Mm. Um, you know, that, that system's clearly working for them. They've got a really solid manager in Dean Smith, and, and I did wonder 
um, when the three teams came down and had all sacked the manager, you know, they were all looking for a manager, although obviously West Brom went on to appoint Moore. I, I did think that he, like Rowett, would be one of the more obvious mm. championship candidates who knows the division and, mm. and, and they could go for. But, you know, Brentford have, have kept hold of him again. And, and you do, I mean, I was talking to a lad who covered them last year and he said they had got off to that really slow start, hadn't they, where they weren't losing games, they were just drawing so every many week. Games. And, and he, he looked back at that and said, even if they'd managed to win, say, two of, mm. of the nine games or whatever it was that they went winless at the start mm. of the year, they'd have been right there, right there in the well, top six come the end of the season. Well, when, when Borough went there and picked up that, that valuable point... Um, it was a battle that day, wasn't yeah. it? That was a battle, but I think that the, the, the main sort of belief then um, amongst Borough fans and probably Brentford fans I was talking in, in the pub afterwards oh well, that's us we needed they to win it and then that they came game. back because they got beat in the midweek before didn't they at home yeah. off someone was it Derby no QPR QPR yeah, yeah. not QPR it was um, Cardiff oh Cardiff, Cardiff yeah, sorry yeah it, that, was, that was seen as the Cardiff banana skin wasn't the, it yeah and then they that's right and, and I, I remember talking to a couple of their fans in the pub after and, and they were like oh you know that's, that's us done we won't get in the playoffs now and then Three or four weeks later, with two games to go, it, it was them that was sort of pushing, pushing everyone, wasn't it? You can, um, you can remember a conversation you had post match. <laughs> 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 uh, the song good. Do you know? It was actually um, I was talking to a chap. It's the guy who runs their um, besotted, besotted yeah. Uh, videos. Yeah, decent bloke. Um, yeah, he is. He sound yeah. Um, but you know, I'm just looking looking up and down this list now and. The he fl- had you in, just quickly, he had you in, was it the playoff game where he got you on, on, no, it on was, his um, blogs in the boozer? It was the 1-0 um, away from home, the Ayala looping Eddie, yeah. And what happened, he got you on before him? Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was like well, what's the score going to be? I said, one, I said, I got it right, this is pre-game, so 1-0. He was like, just give me a bit of gypsy, and I was just like, mate, we don't cut, that was the year, like, we basically we didn't hardly concede any goals. He was like, come on, you bees. I was like, don't concede goals, mate. <laughs> he was like, come on, you bees. I was like, yeah, don't concede goals, mate. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah So, you know, looking at... We, we spoke about Sheffield United, who got promoted from League One last season and, and, and sort of pushed all the way through. There's literally, looking up and down the list now, here, 15, 16 teams will be sat going, we can get in the playoffs this season. I, I yeah. fully expect that Blackburn, they won't be looking and thinking... Oh, we're just going to try and stay up. They'll be looking to think, can we get in the playoffs, won't they? Well, McLaren, for example, at Queen's Park Rangers, when he went in there, said that yeah. he, he fully he fully believes that QPR can get themselves into the, mm-hmm. the top into six the picture. Yeah. And they can. It, it, it's, it's that sort of league that anybody can can look and think, you know, and put a run together, can get themselves in I mean, the, the, the important thing is the to playoffs. improve. I mean, you mentioned Bristol and Millwall mm. and Sheffield. They, they need to improve by a couple of wins to mm. get into the playoffs. Borough need to improve by a couple of wins to make sure that they're pressing for a, a, an automatic spot. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think that there's half a dozen clubs are going to raise their, their game by a little bit, mm. the, the real question is, where do you slot the relegated sides mm. in and around that mix? Mm. Because it's quite possible that, that uh, one of them could get off to a flyer and, and mm. set the pace. And where do you slot them, looking at them now? Well, I, I would say, personally... I think Stoke are probably the best equipped. Uh, I think Gary Rowett's a good manager. He knows the division. I think West Ham seem to have some 
structural problems. West Brom. West Brom. Uh, so, sorry, West Brom. That was Did West Brom? I know I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, West Brom seemed to have some uh, uh, structural problems. The, the, there was talk about the, the finances not being quite right. Uh, you know, they're going to be struggling to, to maintain their squad. So I fancy them, mate. That they could be the ones that wobble for me, but mm. you know, you can never tell. Mm. Swansea are the great unknown, I think, aren't they? Yeah. I think so. Uh, but I mean, how, how those teams react to the culture shock of, yeah. of relegation and getting back into the grind of, of games every, every four days, mm. uh, especially those, those that have had uh, uh, squads that have luxury players in them that maybe don't know the terrain. So it's, a, it's quite hard to adapt. And that is the big question mark. That's the unknown in this division. I think it's equally as important, though, to look at the teams coming up. Because if you look, last year, Sheffield United and Millwall both very much in the mix. Mm. But going back a few years, um, we've seen Norwich go straight through. We've seen Southampton go straight through. Um, I I think you're going back a fair old while now, but Leeds weren't too far away Mm. in their first year. Um, Just teams do tend to come through and adapt very (coughs) easily, don't they? Whether, Whether it's because... The league mm. one is league one is a similar beast to the championship. You come out on a, yeah. with a winning momentum, don't you? And that's yeah. if you can maintain that, that's important. And you flip that on its head. I th- you know, sometimes stats don't tell a full picture, but statistics sort of really do lean towards coming down from the Premier League. You don't go straight back up. You know, it, it, it's not a lot of teams do it. It's that I think Newcastle have done it recently. West Ham did it, um, but there's not a, not a lot of teams bounce straight back up and, and get promoted back to the Premier League. So. You know, Swansea, West Brom, and, and, and Stoke may find that that difficult. Um, Stoke seem to be following Newcastle's model in that they're not really just keeping the squad. Joe Allen, for example, mm. signed a new deal. Signed a new deal. They're yeah. having a good crack as well. You, you mm. know, the the signed the, the midfielder, haven't they? The Nigerian mm. national for six million. Obviously, there's a phobia. There's talk of them going for Dwight Gale. So, so they're having a right good go. But you know, like, I mean, you know, play, managers and players are <coughs> a lot. I personally don't get the hype around Rowett. That's just my personal opinion. I don't. I don't see anything in his managerial ability to, to suggest that he's going to go and romp anything. I don't think he's right. You know. Notes down for our no, no, season. No, but we've, we've spoke about it on, no, pre- yeah, on, pre- no, on previous trips. He hasn't he? achieved. I just. He hasn't. You know. He's, he's never. He's never got a team promoted. I just don't get it with him. I don't understand what the what the, the big thing around is. But for me, a squad and, and a team is only good, as good as the players they've got really out of it. And that's why this window is massive for everybody because. You know, like you said, if, if they do go and get a match winner like Dwight Gale, who you, you pretty much guarantee 15, 20 goals from, then you know that, that's 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 a huge a huge asset to them, and that's what I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching what Borough do over the next couple of weeks because I think we've got the manager in place, but he's he's going to need you know he's going to need the players, isn't he? And yeah, seamless link into the transfer talk. Uh, it's been quite a busy week really with, with obviously the Paddy McNair news early in the week, Vic, and then the the Aiden Flint talk, um, Ramiro Fures and Mori from Everton as well also been. Been heavily linked. Um, McNair to start with, is, is he the type of player you think Borough need in the middle of the park? Uh, I think it's very hard to judge given the kind of chaos there was at Sunderland last year. Plus, of course, he had, a, he had an injury. Uh, but he certainly seems to have made an impact in the, the running. Was it five goals in four ten? in his last five? I mean, that's, that's a decent return from a, str- mm. from a struggling side. And from what we're told from the, the, the press lads there, he was one of the ones that looked like a performer in a mm. chaotic side. Uh, big lad, lots of energy, has an influence in the game. You know, it would certainly be a, mm. a useful addition. You've been talking a lot about that, Gabs, about the need for an athlete in the yeah. middle of the park, mm. an imposing figure who takes control of the games. <clears throat> I think Borough's centre midfield... Um, 
this season just gone. I think the good, you know, we've got good footballers in there. I think Johnny Housen's a good footballer. Mo Besic, the back end of last season, was a, a good footballer. But I think it's shone more in, in the playoff games when when you had Yedinak and, and Hurahan. Borough looked a little weak. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having a, a little bit, you know, an imposing, powerful, big, strong athlete in the middle of the park that can get box to box. I mean, I'll hold my hands up and say I haven't seen a great deal of Paddy McNair. Um, I've, I, I know, you know what people talk about and what, what you know, a lot of Sunderland fans are saying that they're losing the best player. Um, he was a sort of the best of a, a, a bad bunch. Um, I think it was inevitable that he, he was going to move on from Sunderland once they got relegated because he's far too good for that level. He himself was maybe talking about a return to the Premier League, so you know he's obviously got aspirations to, to get back there. Um, and I, from from the little bit that I have seen from him, it, it's something that, that I do like. It's going to be interesting to see though what his plans, Pulis's plans are for McNair if he wants to come in. You know, what what role is he going to fill? Whose place is he going to take? Who's he going to be challenging for in that, in that starting Whether line? he's a holder or whether he's exactly. one of the ones who's given the license exactly. to know because four goals in five suggests that you know mm-hmm. he's, he's very capable mm-hmm. of jumping in the box. Well, hopefully he can I think both. we saw a lot of from Johnny Housen at the end of the year and Bessage when mm-hmm. Clayton was in that sweeper role and yeah. they were given perhaps a bit mm-hmm. more license to get but, forward. You know, is, is he looking at a, a sort of a three of Clayton sitting and then Housen and Housen and Mitner, is that you know maybe as a, if he's going to be sort of one of them forward thinking midfielders and you do wonder you know we talk about that three but it might be a completely different system because yeah. again as we've talked about Pulis built that system to to to, to best utilise the squad that the he inherited that he had, yeah. charge mm-hmm. now he's, he's he's going to be building a team mm. that he thinks is yeah. best equipped he might have seen you know, in the second yeah. half of the season and now it, I want to play in, in the past his main attacking outlet has been down the flanks mm. Mm. so maybe it's a case of the midfield would be solid competitive athletic but most creativity would come down mm. down the flanks mm. in which case you think well if you can keep Triori then you need someone on the mm. other side I know there's, there's been a couple of question marks around his um, ability to, to stay fit for a season um, Paddy McNair uh, you know I've, I have every faith in Borough's, Borough's ability to, to check things like that and you know I, I wouldn't imagine that they would, they would take a, a, a punt on anything that, that, that is, a, is a risk but you know what's he played 25 games in two seasons yeah he had a, he had a cruciate injury I know he, he, had, a, he yeah, had a real bad when he came back I think he had a couple of um, uh, uh, like niggling groin injuries yeah. at the start of the year but I think when you come back from such a long time out um, after a cruciate injury you're going to get it's, them aren't you yeah it's, it's, you know, it's a shock to the system isn't it when you're suddenly playing week in week out again yeah, of course. And, and Sunderland weren't really in a position mm. where, they were, where they were able to gently ease him back in they mm. needed him in because he was one of the best yeah. players and it suddenly became mm. you know it quickly became apparent that they were in a desperate situation mm. weren't they I know, um, I know. They said, sorry James Hunter who covers Sunderland for the Crown had said at the back end of the season uh, he was fully fit and, and yeah. Sunderland fans have kind of left wondering if we'd have kept Mm. McNair and Duncan Watmore fit chances are that mm. have stayed up last season yeah I know Manchester United didn't want to let him go when he, when he they wanted him to go on loan didn't mm. they and he yeah. said no it's good yeah. to go which, which I think says a lot about his character um, that you know because it's easy to sit tight we are a former Borough player I mean I remember the example I remember talking to Charlie Wyke about when he left Borough and he said you know it would have been easy for me to, to sit tight going in comfortable you know these world class uh, facilities to use every yeah. single day, but mm. equally, he knew at the time that mm. he, you know, he, he was going to struggle to get in the team, and he yeah. knew he had to make that step. And, mm. and you know, but to leave a club like like Man United as a kid, yeah, that must be difficult. Well, it's a big thing. For, I mean, there's a lot of young players that have been hampered by doing that, isn't there? Um, by staying on. By staying on, you know, mm. 
moving away from, from, from the borough topic a little bit here, but you know, I think the realisation now at 22 is, you know, Loftus Cheek might be realising that he's going to have to go and play football elsewhere full time to, you know, to, 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 to progress, and that's obviously what McNair seems to have done. So, yeah, obviously, let's see how, how that progresses over the next couple of, couple of days, and uh, you know, if hopefully that'll be the, the, the first one over the line, I'm, I'm, I'll be excited to see what he can do. Yeah, and Aidan Flint being linked, Vic, which, you know, if he did come, then. Every single goal we scored next season would truly come for the corner. Yeah, Flint, you, Flint and I are would be some pairing. You can't mark them both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it would. I mean, I, I, I like him. I, I don't think he's the most graceful of footballers. Uh, you know, he's, he's a huge, towering, physically imposing grappler. Uh, very similar to Ayala in a lot of respects, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, but I think he's he's probably a better footballer than his physique hints at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't so good in the home game, at our home game here, but down there, I think he, he was uh, a central figure in, in the way that Bristol were playing. The first half of the season, I think he was a really important player. Mm. And, they bullied Borough that day. Yeah. And, you know, we know what he can do. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about Ben Gibson being allowed to leave this year if they get, the, they get a, a, a decent fee for him. And it, the, that will leave a void in terms of experience at Borough. And Flint's had, what, five seasons now at, at, at this level. Uh, he knows the game. He'll scare the hell out of people. And he, he could be the kind of person that, mm. that Tony Pulis would be looking at. What, what, what does all this mean? And I know we've touched on it briefly, but it's the, with the, with the uh, transfer talk hotting up now. What, what does all this mean for Dale Fry? Because he said, he, you know, he spoke to Phil Tallentire last week during his... Um, uh, his, his time away with the England lads at the Toulon tournament and he said that you know he's desperate to make an impression um, this summer he's not a kid he wants to be playing now we, we know Pulis praised him after Villa but we also know that um, the manager doesn't tinker when he's got a, a settled back yeah. four mm. a settled back five and stay the same so mm. if he goes out and signs a central defender like we fully expect him to you would well imagine that uh, the, the, the newcomer if he spends you know five six million pounds on him whatever and Daniel Ayala will be given the chance to, to develop a partnership so, so what, yeah. what does that mean for Frank? Well, it kind of comes back to what you're talking about McNair and that and people, people wanting to play and you know Dale Fry is at the age where he really needs to be playing Absolutely, you know yeah. he's, he's made a mark with England he's been out on loan a few times mm. and earned rave reviews and he's come back and he's struggled to get into the first team here mm. it may be that he knocks on the manager's door and says I want to go on loan you know I want to go out and Mm. get 20, 30 games underneath my belt mm. I think he played 18 times last season which is not bad mm. I mean it shows that he's very much part of the mix uh, but he wasn't by any means a regular he was in for injuries and suspensions mm. and he played most of those games were under Gary Monk mm. yeah. when Ayala was, was sidelined so I think it's a big season for him but I think if he's got the ability Borough should try and keep him in the mix because mm. You know, at some point he has to be easy into the team. He's going to get his chance, uh, given the current rules and regulations and the way. Uh, if it was Flint and Ayala, there's a fair chance there would be a lot of suspensions there. So he, <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to put a half Nelson on people in corners these days. You wouldn't have thought from Tunisia's defending So I'd like to think he, we could keep him involved because I, I think it's. In, I do think it's important symbolically that there's a T-sider in the team 
I think it's good for the young lads in the mm. club to see that someone from the academy does make it to the first team. There is a pathway there. There's a lot of reasons to keep a player like that involved. Mm. And, of course, he's a good player. You, you want good players. You don't want to run the risk of, of losing him. Mm. Uh, I think it's a headache for the manager. We've seen it with Ayala as well, sorry guys, just quickly, but we saw, we saw it with Ayala, and we touched on this repeatedly in the first half of the season when Ayala was struggling a bit, how a, a running the team would do him the world of good. Yeah. Fry is impressed, for me, you know, he did in the second half of the season when he came in, um, in fits and starts, so if he was given a dozen games, you know, right, there you go Dale, I'm going to give you the next ten games, regardless mm. of what happens, as long as you don't pick up an injury or suspension, you're, you're going to stay in that team. It allows him to settle then, doesn't mm. it? You're not almost trying too hard, as, as I said. Mm. And, and then we might see the very, very best of him. Well, Dale Fry should sign a new deal with Borough. So, you know, was it a five-year deal? Five-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's, there's, you know, if, if, if somebody wants to come in and, and take Dale Fry away from us, then they're going to have to pay money for him, aren't they? A, a fee that Borough would feel comfortable if he was to leave. But I don't, Borough, I don't see Borough having any plans to let him go. And if Borough were to go and sign a central defender... I don't think Dale Fry should see it as an insult. I think he should see it as a challenge. You know, if people say now he's not a kid anymore, he's a man, so he needs to take on the responsibility to say, right, when I get in the team, it's up to me. It's my responsibility to not give the manager a, a, a choice to leave me out. You know, and that, that's how that's to, to create a culture of, of competition and, and, and players who want to play every week and who are hungry to play every week. Then that only not improves people as individuals, but it improves the team because everybody's pushing. So. You know, he shouldn't be too downhearted if we do go and sign a, a centre half. It's, it, sh- it should be, you know, I'm a man now. I want to play in the man's game, and I'm going to, I'm going to prove that I'm good enough to. to, to, uh, to that, to, to that's what Ben Gibson did when, when, yeah. when Ben Gibson came in. He, he was a makeshift, yeah, and he nailed that shirt down and mm. made it almost impossible to mm. drop it. Absolutely, yeah. And I, don't, I don't for one minute suggest that or, or imagine that Pulis is going to label anyone. I know he likes a settled eleven, but. If he did sign someone for five, six, six million hour, an Aidan Flint, for instance, there'd be no guarantees to him that he's going to start to play every week. It'll be, you know, you, you, need, to, you need to earn your shirt. Well, again, I, I know we talk about that settled eleven, and it was me that brought it up there. But Pulis was again limited in that he clearly only fancied a certain number of that players. He had available. So the likes of Lewis Baker, for example, were on the bench, but mm. they never really got a look in, did mm. they? You know. Marvin Johnson was on the bench on a couple of occasions, but you felt that he was a number rather than an option. Um, so, so if Pulis suddenly has a squad of 16, 17, uh, and, and he fancies every one of them, you know, they're all his players, and mm. suddenly we might see more, uh, a bit more tinkering, yeah. and, you know, between games and also more mm. substitutions to change the dynamic of yeah. games. Because at times yeah. the, the changes last year were very predictable, weren't yeah. mm. You know, Martin Craney in '88, for example. It's, it's yeah, just, I agree yeah. with that. I, I think. I think the manager has had his hands tied because he's inherited a squad that he wouldn't have chosen himself. Mm. Uh, that, that's always the problem when a new, new man comes in. Uh, we'll see in the summer what kind of direction he wants to go in and what sort of players he brings in. And I think we will see a little bit more flexibility. I think it'll be a bit more progressive. And I think uh, you know once it's his own players and it's his own squad and he's had a full pre-season with them, there's no excuses. He'll have to deliver on that. Well, there wasn't much movement in January, was there? And I know Pulis said, I'm not here to, to spend Steve Gibson's money in, in this window. So, it, although he has been here for half a season already, it's sort of almost as if like it's a new, a new, a new dawn for Borough now, isn't it? You know, this, is, this is like, right, he's got a full, a full summer in front of him. Um, it seems as though he's, he's, he's got the, 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 the money to spend should, should, he, need to, should, you know, should, should he need to. So, 
It's going to be interesting. This, this is this is now time for Pulis to put his stamp on the on the on, on the team, isn't it? And on, on the club as well. You know, it's he's been saying that I'm looking to more not only it's the team, but I'm looking to mould the club. You know, in, around the way I feel it should be run. So um, you, you're going to see a different Borough come come Millwall away. Um, you're going to see a Tony Pulis Borough as well, aren't you? you know, which you know, really we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen Tony Pulis's Borough. Finally, uh, Ben Gibson, but it's a, he was mentioned there. Um, Everton have been linked, Southampton have been linked. It, fees are so impossible to call on mm. these days. But what, what's the ballpark, do you reckon? Good question. I mean, when he was being linked with big clubs last year, there was 20 million was the kind of mark people were talking about. And that was kind of set between uh, Michael Keane's move to Everton and, and Harry Maguire. So somewhere between that band you think that that's where Borough would pitch him as being that kind of player a player who with a little bit of grooming could be on the fring- back on the fringes of the England team and regular top flight action would push him up there it might be that to get to that mark it, it comes as a structured deal so much down uh, so much for mm. 30 games so much for an England cap so I, I don't know but I think the club would be hoping to push it somewhere up to 20 million 18, mm-hmm. 20 million all in yeah yeah um, I mean obviously had, had, had this happened had this happened when we when we were relegated from the Premier League I think that Borough might have had a little bit more of a an advantage just to say you know we want sort of big bucks up front he spent a season in the championship he's a champion you know he's a championship player at the end of the day um, but I think I think you're right there Vic I, you know I, I would imagine it'll be a structured deal, you know, maybe, but anywhere between sort of fifteen and twenty million pounds it would, would be my imagine. Well, that'd be my guess. Excellent. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Vic. Um, and, and please continue to follow us uh, for our coverage in the next week. So, Borough's players are due back for pre-season in the in the next week. Obviously, a few more pre-season friendlies were confirmed this week. They're going to Spennymoor. Uh, there was another trip to Rochdale planned as well. It was a disastrous trip there last year, wasn't it? Ben Gibson injury and a two-nil mm. defeat. I didn't go. I was still locked in at Mansfield. Yeah, I was going to say we, we didn't do it because we were locked in at Mansfield. I'm so. just looking at these here, like quick, finishing on the fixtures. Derby away January. I'm, I can't. See, where's Sunderland? <laughs> <laughs> there we go, finish it there. <laughs>